time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Prom Hall and Don Tran are my guests today. Prom and Don are both former special operations guys in the military with the Marines, and they also help train people to understand how to deal with survival in the water. After they left the Marines, they began to train high-level athletes and other people on how to be more effective and efficient, not only in the water, but in life. And so today we talk about their process to free your mind, which stands for F-R-E-E, or Focus, Relaxation, Economy of Motion, and Efficient Breathing. This isn't just about being underwater. It's way more than that. So now let's talk with Prime and Don about how to free your mind for the best life you can live. I'm a big fan of water sports, and, and I always want the strange off-course water sports. And so a couple of years back, I read about this underwater torpedo league and I read it in Outside Magazine and I had to go find out what that was about. So I go track down some YouTube videos and I'm sitting there going, oh man, that's exactly what I want to do. Then I find out that, that the locations are all very distant from me. I'm in the middle of the country and uh, this started out on the West Coast. And so I was kind of bummed out kind of filed it away and went, you know, someday I'm going to get back to that. And then I was in the middle of working on a jujitsu training journal with a co-worker and we were talking and she told me about these two guys and she started describing these guys, Don and Prime. And I realized that Don and Prime were the torpedo, underwater torpedo league guys. And so I knew I had to have them on the podcast, not so much for the underwater torpedo guy or league, but what they do now these days, they're now creating a book that is a process for people to go through. So before we get into that process, I'd love to catch up a little bit, Prime and Don, about where you come from. How, how did you get to here? And so just tell us your story a little bit. Yep. So um, thank you for having us on the show. First off, uh, Lee, it's a pleasure to be on the show. Um, but uh, Prime and I um, met each other in the military. I grew up in Los Angeles, California. Prime grew up in Corpus Christi um, in Texas. And uh, we met each other in uh, 2010 while we were at uh, Marine Corps Special Operations Assessment and Selection. Uh, we did a few team events together. Prime saved my life a few times. And uh, the friendship kind of started from there. Um, afterwards selection, we both got selected and we had the opportunity to both work at um, a Marine Corps dive tank or a swimming pool in uh, Camp Pendleton together. That's where we kind of developed um, what we now call deep end fitness and the underwater torpedo league. So we kind of took the methodologies and the training that we got from our water survival instructor school, uh, incorporate with some of our underwater training um, to really kind of maximize and prepare ourselves to go into special operations training. Uh, fast forward. We went into the Marine Special Operations School together, and then we both went over to 1st Marine Raider Battalion, where we served a um, total of 12 years each um, in the teams um, and in the Marine Corps. And um, the biggest push, though, and the transition point was when we were switching out of the war out of the Middle East of Iraq and, and Afghanistan uh, when Obama was pulling the troops out. Um, we were transitioning back into the Pacific, where we took over the amphibious mission. So um, 
Prime was on a combat dive team. I was on a, a boat team. So doing small boat operations uh, and training foreign forces on how to be proficient and confident in the water. So we took what we did. We learned and knew what we did back in the day at the, as water survival instructors. And now we have the ability to teach our own teams as well as um, foreign partners um, kind of the water confidence skills. So um, we got out in 2017. We created um, two two companies, one's called Deep and Fitness, the other one's the Unwired Torpedo League. Um, and we've been kind of running it from there with Deep and Fitness is our primary main focus right now, especially kind of during these COVID times. But um, during COVID, um, we had the opportunity to kind of um, slow all the operations down from training people at the pools, uh, all that professional athletes we trained uh, and really focused internally um, and work on, on the company and our process. So um, that's where we had the opportunity to dive into the free um, acronym, which stands for focus, relaxation, economy of motion, uh, and efficient breathing and uh, write down an operating system. And we originally created this operating system to uh, really just get our methodology out and really try to promote, hey, what we're trying to do here. But um, it kind of turned into something so much more. And um, I'll let Prime elaborate a little bit more about the process of how the book kind of got started. Yeah, so um, John did a great job of covering kind of the background and the origin. And then um, we, we leveraged, because we both ended up getting out at the same time, just coincidentally. And then we, um, I went into business school at USC and Don was at business school at Chapman and we were basically doing experiential learning because we had started the two companies and we were, you know, being entrepreneurs and like starting out with like maybe a 60% solution up front and just building it out on the go um, as we were in class and, and like leveraging our, you know, pitch competitions and talking to our every pro professor and like guest speakers and everything else as well as just having mentors um, of like different leaders that we had had that had gotten out of special operations already um, and had like forged a path, whether that was into business school or starting their own company or whatever, we had some really good mentorship um, getting out. So those were uh, points. And then on top of that, we went, we, we got into San Diego sports innovators program up front, like within a year of starting um, that was an incubator accelerator program. And that, that also um, helped us professionalize a lot and do a lot of due diligence up front. But um, getting into it, uh, the free acronym, you know, things really started to take off at about a year and a year and a half in, in the summer of 2018, we did a six week NFL off season program here in San Diego. And so it was basically their recovery day and on Wednesdays, they would all come to the pool for two hours. And some of them started out and they were non-swimmers to begin with. And by the end of it, they were all just had full water confidence. They could all hold their breath underwater for at least two minutes and they could swim with confidence underwater and then on the surface back and forth across the pool. And so they had significant confidence gains out of that. We didn't have a lot of data, you know, we didn't have a lot of data besides what we saw the, in, within their performance that I just explained at, at that point. But then that had built a lot of hype. So the week after that program was over, Coach Marsh, David Marsh, who's the top Olympic swim coach, came to the pool 
because he had heard about the program that was going on. And he came and basically just assessed us and watched us train for a couple of weeks. And then after that, then we started being able to train with him and all of his coaches and all of the Olympic swimmers that are part of Team Elite that are training for the Olympics. And then um, at that same time, one of the football players had gone to high school with Alima Lay McFarland, who was a champion uh, Bellator fighter at the time at 125. And so she came out and then a bunch of different UFC fighters started coming out um, to train with us in San Diego and Orange County and Bellator fighters. And then uh, from there, big wave and different pro surfers. Um, we've had just a range of all these different athletes from different top, top rugby players. Um, who else? Arn, World Cup soccer player. Um, and just interesting. So it's kind of developed more into this diverse, uh, human performance community um, of coaches and trainers and athletes and you know that are all working together to elevate and um, crack the code on how to uh, perform at a higher level and and in every area of your life so f is focus mental focus um, we quickly say like just imagine your brain or your consciousness and how many tabs you have open just like a computer um, R, and then I'll let Don, I'll let you hit economy of motion and efficient breathing. But R is <clears throat> relaxation. So for that, think on-demand relaxation or like a surfer that gets trapped under a double wave set and they just relax until it's over and then they surface. Um, but they don't panic and they don't freak out. Also, just, just generally while we're in performance mode, we want to be conscious that we're also relaxed in performance mode and not tensed up because we know that that's going to drain our battery and, and slow us down and we can get deeper into it like how much work life integration do you have like what's your leisure like what's your balance like you know what's your energy levels like and then what adds energy and what drains energy and like you know you can go all the way into it but that's pretty much the intro to f and r yeah and uh the free acronym really came from uh, us starting and training all these athletes in the pool. But if you notice, Prime just talked about uh, focus and relaxation, and that's really the mindset piece of going into it. So uh, economy of the motion, the water, it's for us when we're training the water, it's pretty black or white, right? Any inefficient or any extra movement is going to create additional drag is going to slow us down. But we can really take that principle and apply it to real life as well. Like we really want to maximize your flow out of the day to create uh, more flow and less drag and pretty much dropping out the things that we don't need to focus on and focus on the things that we should be focusing on. And really um, one thing at a time for us, we really believe that. So, um, and then the last E is just efficient breathing. And, you know, breathing is the power of life. You know, it, it powers everything from your digestive system, your, the way you think, the, how much oxygen you breathe. So we really just trying to preach and teach people how to breathe properly to diaphragmally breathe instead of shallow chest breathing to create um to promote more calmness creativity um and breathing properly and using your full lungs you know we have, everybody has a huge lungs to to use and maximize but we always see all the time from the fighters we see on the side of the cage after in between rounds there's just shallow chest breathing <laughs> like conor mcgregor for in the beginning of his um career was like that you know but now we, like all the fighters we train like hey throughout that process when they have that time in between to naturally breathe, whether you're in a middle of a fight, whether you're a stressful situation at work or you're on the battlefield, you know, it's okay to breathe. It's okay to slow everything back down, to slow your heart rate back down, to slow your mindset back down, to be able to take everything in and make the best decision with 
with the information that you have. And if you're stressed out, you're not breathing properly, you're anxious, um, you're just going to make mistakes. And uh, that's what we don't want. So um, it's always okay to slow things down for us. So um, we started the free principle really when we, it was a training principle for us to maximize um, human performance for our athletes in the water. But so much of the principles that we were training with all their athletes, like especially Liz Carmouche was uh, one of the uh, first female UFC fighters. Um, she was like, Hey, I'm really taking these principles and I'm applying to things in my everyday life. And it's really making huge gains for me. And we've always preached it. We've always talked about it, but we're like, Hey, maybe we have a chance here to um, at the beginning of COVID. We're like, Hey, maybe we have a chance here to really write things down, to really push out what our training methodology is and why it's so effective for us. Um, and it can help people become the better version of themselves. And that's how we kind of started writing the book, um, getting some, a lot of input from all the mentors and the coaches and all the athletes that we trained um, and really like, Hey, what was the most beneficial program for you here? Why did you um, think that was the right way that we taught it? Or how can you apply this to everyday life? And um, that's how it kind of got started. And um, we wrote it um, and Bethany ended up hitting us up like, Hey, it looks like you guys have something cool. And we were just using it to push out to our athletes um and she's like hey i think you guys have something special going on here and um um we started talking about the possibilities of publishing it and pushing out in just a bigger footprint and that's all we really want right to push our message out there to help people as much as we can yeah. and to get our experience in you know what, what i think is interesting is this while sports drives this action activity drives this this isn't uh for just for athletes it is also for athletes, but this is an approach to how you do life, how you do business, how you do relationships, which is one of my big things. You know, if you're in panic mode in the midst of any crisis in life, it's the same as being in panic mode underwater, right? <laughs> you take those same skills. And that was part of what uh, kind of intrigued me about the underwater torpedo league. You, you, you were using a sport to teach people how to find their calm underwater, how to control their breath, how to control even their motion. I mean, all the things you talked about are, were part of that sport. Um, so I'm not going to go real deep for people. You can track that down or, or y'all can talk about it. But one of the rules is you've got this torpedo, which is really one of those old, you know, we used to throw them underwater and they would just glide along. And, um, and if you let go of it, you have to come to the surface or if you go to the surface, you have to let go of it. That's correct. So, so the better you are at your breath, the better you are at your efficiency. So now we've got two of your free pieces, the further you could go towards scoring. And it just, it, it struck me even as I was reading that going, wow, this is, this is life. You know I mean? This isn't just this torpedo league. This is how you, you live. And so as we've talked about this, we've talked about you guys in, um, special forces and, and teaching pool stuff, teaching am, um, amphibious skills. This isn't about athletic only. It includes that. Uh, so I don't want to say, oh, it's not about athletics, but it, you're talking about a guidebook on how you can build a life that's more balanced, uh, more relaxed, but more focused. And that's what I like about this. So one of the things I just want to 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 kind of pick apart a little bit is how focus and relaxation can happen at the same time. Yeah. So a good, I mean, I think the best example of that is going underwater, right? So as humans and mammals, we have a mammalian dive reflex, a response that goes off as soon as we commit and we go underwater, 
it goes off and says like it's like an alarm that's telling us it's a survival mechanism that's telling us that we need air okay so at that point then we're almost in a survival situation right depending on how trained we are so then we intentionally focus beyond that signal onto whatever it is that we're you know to meet our goal of whatever it is if we're doing a breath hold and we want to stay down for two and a half minutes or if we're doing an underwater walk with the dumbbells and we want to do 50 meters or, or more or whatever it is you know we we set our goal and then um and then we're focused beyond that dive reflex it's telling us that we need air pretty much the entire time and the more like if we get a if we get a really good breath before we go with which most of the time you pretty much do then and you can hold it in then you you get less of that response but the response is still there the whole time now if you dump your air that's when it really starts going off so if you have no air you're down at the bottom and you've been you haven't taken a breath and you've been doing dumbbell work or whatever it's going to start it's going to be going like air 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 you know and you're going to want to come up soon um so the like you know the the individuals that do breath holds for like two plus minutes three minutes four minutes they're also they're focused but they're also extremely relaxed because they're not tensing any part of their body because they're just they want to they want to be sustaining as long as possible without breathing you know, I see a lot of people who are, uh, they, they think of focus, they think of, you know, kind of a laser, really everything in oh, kind of focus that doesn't look particularly relaxed. So that's why I was asking the question. It just seems that uh, many times people get so uh, focused on focused that what they're really talking about is amping themselves up to a point. Um, you know, I'm, I think about um, some, some friends of mine who are hunters who tell me that the only time they hunt well is when they can find a relaxed state to act from, right? That their, their focus is doing what needs to be done, but they have to be from a relaxed state. I can't help but think that that is also true. I don't know, say in a war zone <laughs> where everything's going on and you've got to keep your mind. hundred percent true. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's always the balance between how much focus you need and how much relaxation you need. And that perfect balance is the flow state, you know? So from, we look at the, some of the athletes we train of how relaxed and how focused they are, it's always a balance, right? Hey, when to turn it exactly on and when it kind of mellowed it out a little bit and get that break time in between. So, um, so many athletes, um, are always trying to find that flow state or trying to avoid that point where they choke. So like a NBA player at the free throw line, all the pressures on them, all the whole crowds looking at them, you know, what's the balance between how much focus they need to do, or is it over-focusing or focusing on the wrong things, mm -hmm. right? Really trying to relax as much as possible. And we teach that, Hey, just take a second to breathe, relax it out, focus on the task at hand and not the outside noise. And we have the perfect environment when we do that at deep end fitness, because we're able to take, the athletes and we bring them underwater and pretty much everything the only thing they have is the water so it's pretty quiet under there you know it's a perfect place of meditation of peacefulness and all they have to do is to focus on the task at hand but it's their internal side that hey it allows them to relax or to stress out and underwater when you stress out you know your heart rate's going to go up you're just burning up more oxygen it's going to make it a, a harder task for you to do underwater but if you can stay relaxed and just stay focused on the task that you need to do and not think about that million dive reflex or that oxygen that you need right away because everybody has a 
huge capacity to stay underwater for an average person, probably over a minute without any training that we've done for them. You know, it's just that mental state of they have, um, or that anxiety they have, and that that's natural, but to be able to find that flow state underwater on the field, on the battlefield is, is the ultimate goal. Hmm. Yeah. So the water in some ways becomes a metaphor that, um, elicits a response in your brain. I assume I, I, I do ah. scuba diving. And, um, so I remember one day we were, I, was, I teach scuba diving and I had a student and we were, you know, we were in the shallow end of the pool, right? The shallow end of the pool. And I'm getting them to you know, work on breathing and being relaxed. And this person raised their hand and she says, what if, what do I do if I can't get enough air? And I looked at her and said, you stand up. <laughs> <laughs> and it never crossed her mind because the water was such a barrier. You know, it's a mental thing wow. that is such a powerful way of getting people into a, a, a different state. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what you did metaphorically. And now if we take that into real life, the water is a challenge. I mean, you've got anything challenging you, the same thing applies where you're trying to find that dialed in place between, uh, focus not being panic focus but focus and relaxation yes mm -hmm. yes so i mean don and i both work out him a little bit more than me for a while now you know since you know our military and before that whatever else but i feel like you know if i took someone and i started i'd be and i was a personal trainer or a coach and i took someone to the gym like i could get him results but it would take me like weeks maybe months but I could take someone, you know, I can promise you, I could take someone to the pool, it, like even an Olympic swimmer and have some type of breakthrough with them in one session. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. just because of the underwater, the opportunity to go underwater and like what that creates with the whole focus re and relaxation, but it also puts you into that survival mode where, <clears throat> you know, you close, if you have a lot of different tabs open or you, you have a lot of things that are stressful in your life, like it's going to be hard for you sometimes, you know, from what we've seen and experienced, it's going to be harder for you to, to like go down and hold your breath for significant amounts of time and go down and, and like push your limits if you, and so it often unlocks different things. And so one of the things that we've noticed, for example, is that, you know, we get these different top athletes from different sports that come and like for the first couple of sessions, they're like a fish out of water. They just look like, you know, uncomfortable with everything that we're doing when we go underwater and all the movements because they just don't have the form sometimes. And, and sometimes we'll, in the first session or two, I'll pass the torpedo at them when, when we're underwater, just doing a breath hold and they'll see it coming at them and they'll freak out and it'll, and they'll try to, they'll try to process that it's coming towards them. They'll think they'll try to grab it. It'll hit them and then it'll go down and they'll try to get it. And then they'll have to swim to the surface. And it's like, dude, that's like a, you know, a top UFC fighter or a top, you know, whoever it is. Right. And it's like, it's just interesting to see how they react. Now you get them like four or five times later. And it's kind of how I felt when I started skydiving, like you, they're, they're more comfortable and then they're, they're, ability to cope and their ability to uh approach problems versus avoid them like kind of seems to really elevate quickly starts to like do this and then the longer that they train with us the more that that starts to unlock other areas of their life and different areas that 
there it's that so now we're now we just started a white paper um where we're doing all the science behind the benefits of what it does but um it's it's pretty cool all of the underwater science aspect of, of it and the benefits of it not only physically with the hydrostatic pressure and you know getting the mental reset and all that other stuff and kind of like the meditation or mind mindfulness aspect of it even um is key um especially you know in a busy world like we're in um on top of everything else yeah this, there's these skills that you're that they're picking up that um, are because of that challenge of being in the water, but they apply elsewhere. I, I, when you were talking about that um, early on in my jujitsu, um, I was rolling with a, a higher belt. And my way of coping with a higher belt was to clamp on them and hold them for all I was worth because I, you know, I didn't want them to win. And uh, I was, I had the death grip on this uh, one uh, person. And uh, the person looked at me and said, I can't do anything, but you can't either. So you could relax and we could see what happens from here. You know, you could, we could move with this and see what happens, or we're just going to be stuck here. Which do you want to do? And, you know, I, I realized that that same lesson was something I could apply lots of places in my life that sometimes you got to relax and let something play out a little bit to yeah. see where you go from that. So it sounds like that's that same skill uh, that comes in. Tell us a little bit of when economy of motion. Let's, I mean, economy of motion certainly makes sense to me in water, but how does that fit into, let's say, business? What would that look like in a business situation? Yeah. So um, <clears throat> we just say simp simply flow versus drag, right? So uh, we, how we started the Free Your Mind guidebook was through executive coaching and doing a pilot program for six months with all these different uh, executives. And it was a four week program. And so um, let's take, you know, it's a four week program. So the first week it's crawl, walk, run, fly. So the first week is crawl phase and it's an assessment phase. So we'll just, we'll just say that you're a business executive and that I'm asking you, so, you know, it's your week one and what are areas, you know, in your startup or in your company as a CEO that you're, that you're facing obstacles. You know, where do you have any drag? What, what, are the, what are any relationships that you have, even with your board members or anybody that works in your organization that creates drag? List out all those individuals. Um, list out, and then for focus, it's list out your top three or four strategic goals. They can be personal and professional, but we want a combination of both. So we want it to be kind of like a 360 evolution, you know, and so, you know, we don't want to just be working on all business stuff and no relationship or personal or health goal, you know, that they have. So it's kind of a combination of all. And then, you know, lastly, uh, the last ingredient is like hobby or leisure. So if we get these really high performers, but they have zero balance and zero hobby and leisure, then we start to build that in. We start to give them a little bit more intention, maybe, you know, a different way to start their day or, or whatever that's going to uh, open up a lot of space for more flow, you know, and more like, uh, you know, I don't know, like react versus respond kind of thing, you know, when you're just in reaction mode, because they're so busy. Sometimes you just have to create that space so that you can start being more intentional and deliberate with, you know, your energy and your actions and your strategies. 
So one of the things that I think is of, of interest, um, especially these days, I mean, as we're in the midst of a pandemic that is a, um, a lung issue is breathing. Uh, I had James Nestor on who wrote the book Breath and, and he helped. Uh, but you guys also talk a good bit about efficient breathing. So let's talk a little bit about some easy principles people could uh, try out right now just to see what a difference a good breath would make. Yep. And I, um, I can go into that. And the number one thing is like, Hey, you know, everybody has a big lung capacity, uh, almost up to like three liters of air that we could fit in our lungs, you know? And when we started the breathing principles, we started like, Hey, we started doing a lot of research of like, Hey, where can we get the best breath, the best practice? And there's a lot of breath practice out there. A lot of, um, you know, from yoga to James Nestor's breath. It's amazing from, uh, Brian McKenzie, from all those guys that do amazing breath work. And they all pretty much have the same one principle, you know, um, breath, fo focusing on your breath slows your heart rate back down, slows your mindset back down, but really allows you to, to, to absorb everything in and take everything in. So we always teach, Hey, good posture first, right? No one can have a good breath if they're crouched over, um, and not breathing fully. And then the second would be to, Hey, take that diaphragm breath. So get that good posture, Put your hand on your stomach if you need to feel your belly expand take all that in uh, until your chest rises till your shoulder rises that's how much a bigger breath and before we go underwater we always tell people the same is that you know taking a full quick breath coming in is not as effective as taking a, a five to ten second breath going in and we always use the example of hey if you're a free diver about to go down to 200 feet you know you're not just going to take a you know that's although you might that's all you like, got oh, breath, that's <laughs> not as much as we need you know we need a lot more than that so taking a full, slow diaphragmic breath all the way in uh, and then holding it in or breathing it out. But consciously thinking about your breath really has a trigger in your mind to really um, slow everything back down and allow you to properly breathe. But um, we don't have any secret sexy breathing patterns or any um, things that's different from any other breath practice out there, you know, but consciously thinking about it um, is work. So um, breathing has such been a powerful tool for me to um, and when I started getting into breath work, I was um, in the Marine Corps still before I went into special operations, I was uh, in the infantry and I, I got back from my first deployment and from Iraq um, at a very young age, I, was, I think I was like 18 when I went on that deployment, but wow. um, a lot of fog of war, um, didn't remember a lot of um, the traumatic you know, situations or the gunfights or the bombs going off because I was so stressed out, so much fear, so much anxiety. But when I got back from that deployment, um, I, we had a seminar from uh, Lieutenant Colonel Grossman. He wrote two books. One's called On Combat. One, one's called On Killing. Uh, and he was just talking about, hey, here's a breathing pattern that you can use to really slow everything back down to allow you to um, interpret the situation and read the situation better. And it was just a simple box breathing method. So we, we can go into that today. So it's just a four second inhale through your nose, a four second pause up top, a four second exhale through your mouth, and a four second pause on the bottom. Um, so we can kind of, maybe we can do it now for, for the guests. We can do uh, two cycles together. Sure. So let's do it. Together. So we do a four second in, we do a four second hold, four second exhale, four second hold. And just naturally breathe out. Here we go. And in and hold and out and hold. I'm going to do it for one more time and in through your nose. And hold. And out through your mouth. 
10 holes. Good. And that always calms me down. And when we're, we're training in the pool, you know, we like to show that, Hey, our breathing patterns actually work. So everybody has like a heart rate monitor on their watch or something like that. When we come up out of the water, you know, everybody's heart rate's accelerated. We're like, Hey, just take a look at your heart rate monitor and let's just do some breathing patterns, slow everything back down. Everything's going to be okay. Um, and then it just helps out, just calms everybody down, allows you to think more cognitively. Yeah. That, the, the breathing techniques, um, I think some people underestimate how powerful they are because of how simple they are. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I stumbled on them when I was uh, working in a hospital years ago. They'd have me come to the emergency room when people were having, uh, they thought they were having a heart attack, but they were really mm -hmm. having a panic attack. And I would just breathe. I would do the same thing, slow breathing, slow them down, talk them through it, get them to breathe through their diaphragm. And you could just watch the anxiety evaporate. We had the experience of nurses would start to call me in when they couldn't get somebody oxygenated. And I remember this one evening I was sitting with this guy. They could not get it. He was on pure oxygen. They couldn't. And they're like, we don't know why he's, his oxygen should be normal. And it's not. I just sit there and had him start doing diaphragmatic breathing. And of course, the monitor there is instant feedback. And we're, I'm just sitting here talking to him, watching the breath and watching it start going up from, it was about mid 80s. And by the time I left the room, I think he was at 98, 99, you know, just go back and forth a little bit just from breathing, nothing else. Yeah. It's an amazingly powerful thing that people underestimate how powerful the tool is. And sometimes I, I mean, we've talked about this so many times on Thriveology because it is so important. And, and I always like to get more uh, backup for people <laughs> to try it because it's so easy that people underestimate it. Yeah. And, and breath is, is everything, you know, it really allows you to, for your mind and your your mind, your, your mindset and your state of mind to really a shift, you know, it's like the entry into meditation, you mm -hmm. know, it really allows you to put yourself in a different place if you need to, or just change your, your levels all the time. So um, it's an amazing tool. And then we always like to preach it and, and help people out with it as much as possible. Yeah. It's, as I tell people, it's the automatic process in your body. The only one that you can actually take instant semi-automatic or, or overtake that control. It's not like you can t say to your heart, you know, slow down or, Exactly. faster. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't change your body temperature. I, I'm sure there are some people who have trained themselves to do it, but you can take control of your breathing at any point and make a shift towards it. So let's talk a little bit more about your program because I, I've got the workbook. Uh, I got to get the early copy since uh, I was going to get to talk to you guys and I've been working through it and it's a great layout. So it goes four weeks, as you mentioned, talk a little bit about um, how it's structured how somebody might use it. And then I want to talk a little bit more about, so what could they do after that? So talk some about how they would use the book. Yeah. So just like Prime was saying earlier, you know, like um, we, when we're training all these athletes, we had all these processes, you know, and um, when we end our, all of our training sessions, we always close it off what we call a circle of trust. So we go around the circle and we do a quick debrief on, did you hit your goals that you wanted today? What did you learn and what are you going to take into next time? So the book is exactly that. It's a process. It's a place for people to self-reflect, to think about the process and the actions and the things that they did throughout the week and reflect on what they did. And that's the purpose of it, to, to learn from the mistakes or learn from the things that you did good and to push that forward. So it's broken down into four weeks, just like uh, Prime and you were saying, it broken down to the crawl, walk, run, fly phase, right? The crawl is a self-assessment, really diving into, hey, what is your really goals? 
And then just like promising as well, hey, what's creating drag for you? Why are you not breathing properly? You know, what's stopping you from focus? Do you have too many distractions? Are you on your phone too much? Do you have your, e are you checking your emails every hour on the hour instead of doing the work that you need to do? Um, and it really goes into like, hey, why am I not performing at my highest level? Um, and at the end of each week, um, it's broken down to self-reflections phases where we, you know, measure some key attributes of accountability for yourself. Well, one of my favorites is called calm in the clutch, right? Performing under pressure um, for their athletes or for anybody in a public speaking environment on a podcast that maybe it's your first time being on a podcast, um, uh, doing self-reflection scores. And then at the end of that is um, scores on how you show up for others as well, for your family, for your friends, for your coworkers, um, and for the people around you that uh, rely on you for support. But that's broken down into four different weeks. We go into, um, diving into your circadian rhythm, understanding, hey, what time of the day is best for me to practice breathing, best for me to meditate, best for me to work out, best for me to do work, um, and just a different process of, um, we go into a little bit of business skills that we talked about in a SWOT analysis, your strengths, weakness, opportunities, threats, so strengths and weaknesses internally, opportunities and threats, externally, things that affect you outside, um, and just really taking a second and allowing people to self-reflect on the things that they're thinking, uh, that they're going through, difficulties um and so forth but i think it's an amazing process it's an amazing start um for a self book and we be able to use it to help coach a lot of people so i'm proud of that what's the outcome that people could hope for they they um what would they what would they want to do it for why would they go through that four-week process what are they going to arrive at at the end improve their performance in all aspects of their life personally professionally health and relationships. So um, identifying their relationship goals and then drilling down on, you know, and, and having more accountability. So overall it's individual or team, whether you're going through it as an individual or with your team, then it's just gonna be, it's gonna be both individual and team performance. Um, and so uh, really it, it, it's also a lot of around efficiencies and, finding the flows, finding the path of least resistance to achieve the maximum result um, and eliminating drag. And so it's high performance for anyone that goes through it. So really also to answer your question, pretty much it's like putting your life or your team into an incubator accelerator program for a month where you just like, you open up a white space, you know, a, a blank canvas to work on yourself you know, and in, in all these areas and really hold yourself accountable or work with a coach to hold you accountable as well um, to really take yourself to the next level. And now is a really good time with, a, you know, I mean, now it's a, there's been a lot of change in the world over the last year. So there's no better time to figure out how to perform at your highest level and find flow and eliminate drag, you know, <laughs> let go of drag, all this drag that we get to let go of, especially probably over the next few months, then accept, you know, and add flow. And so that's, that's a big part of it. And like what, I know we've talked a lot about, you know, the how and the what that we do. And we do a lot of, uh, you know, pool training, like we said, with different athletes, but we also do a lot of the executive training that we do online and on Zoom. And, you know, we do, you know, different talks and all that other stuff around this um, and team training, et cetera. And so, um, 
but the the why is really to create a positive shift and to create a ripple effect you know for each individual that we train that will ripple out into every area of their life and then you know it's going to touch everybody that that is in their circle and then so on and so on so um that's why we do it and we, we love to see the transformations with you know the different athletes and swimmers and you know business professionals and everyone that we work with um within this realm a couple of things i want to highlight from what you put out one is that this is a holistic thing you know there's some programs that are are looking at one little piece of life and yours applies you're looking to make sure that there is some place of balance and wholeness to somebody um the second thing that you kind of you talked about, but I want to just highlight is this is something that one person could do, but also a, a team could do a team at work, a whole business, a whole company could also do this as a way of raising the performance level of everybody on that team. And not only just raising the performance level of each individual, but as a team working together to have you know, what happens if you have this common uh, vocabulary and a common approach that comes as a multiplier uh, of, of that because everybody's working through the same process. And, and so your workbook is an easy way of doing that. The workbook though is uh, an extension. It's kind of your way, y'all do this anyway, live and, and with other programs, it's just the workbook to allow somebody easy access. Talk a little bit about how somebody, what, what other programs you have. And then I'd love to hear how somebody can learn more about your program or your book and connect with you. Sure. So um, we have our deep end fitness training program. That's a, that's a in session group classes that people can come to the pools, um, get a workout with us in, uh, learn about the principles and how to apply them in the pool. Uh, of course, take it into your uh, outside and your real life as, as well. But uh, we have our elite athlete program where we train some of the professional athletes from the surfers, the MMA fighters, uh, some NFL players, uh, Olympic swimmers uh, and so forth. And then we have our underwater torpedo league. Uh, where we can take the free principles and really apply it um, in the water, um, competing against other teams. So we have uh, four teams in Southern California right now, and we have um, one team in Miami. So really kind of expanding. And that's limited right now because of the COVID restrictions. But uh, of course, in Southern California, we're going to have more uh, as soon as the pools open back up. Um, and then we have our um, Free Your Mind coaching program. Um, so um, Prime leads that uh, where we coach business executives, some of the athletes, um, or a lot of military members that are going into special operations, of course, with our background, um, share of our experiences and how we can help them out in the process of training, um, as well as uh, this book. And we have some online programs out there for people to do the deep and fitness programs at their own pools uh, in a safe manner. Um, and um, yeah, that's about it right now. And Prime, you want to elaborate on anything else? Yeah, I would just say that, you know, it's been uh, we're getting more into the executive coaching over the last year and also uh, even started training full teams here uh, locally in San Diego as well with some of the um, that are attached to some of the, uh, the CEOs that we train. And so, um, but really all of it is, is strategic problem solving and, and performance on different levels, whether it's individual or team or relationship or, you know, sales or whatever it is, it's all, but like you said, we don't want it to be, we didn't want to create something that was just like, all right, how do I 
increased performance in with just this or just that or you know we wanted to to hit everything and to do it as simply as possible so kiss keep it simple stupid was uh, one of the good acronyms from the military and that's what we try to stick with just minimalist approach to all of it that would that would actually that's that's also uh something that every that every person is likely to be able to commit to because what we've seen also with some of the programs is that if you make it too crazy that it's hard for them to follow so this is also like you know streamlined enough the way that don organized it and structured it um to where to where it flows like that yeah so the simple you know sometimes we overlook the simple and the simple is usually what we can actually do it's, it's what we can actually accomplish so how can people find more out about the book about your programs what's the best way to connect with you you can find us on um, our website at www.deepinfitness.com. We have um, our training programs on there. Um, we can find us on utlnation.com. Um, and then, of course, our social medias is just Deep In Fitness under Water Torpedo League on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, all the hype stuff going on now with, sure. the, with that. So. But uh, yeah, check us out. And the book's going to be in bookstores everywhere. Um, that, when does it hit the bookstores? Uh, it hits in June, yeah. And I think you are doing some things so people can get early access in some other ways, but I'm sure that will, uh, you can find that at deependfitness.com. Yes, that's correct. Uh, the book, all the input information is on there as well. And we'll have links to that also in the show notes. And guys, next time I'm in Southern California, I'm going to try out the underwater torpedo league. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for being here. It was great. And I hope some people can uh, go find their way to deep end fitness and jump on in. All right, we'll, get you. You on, we'll get you on the white paper, too. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> on the good side. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Hey, thank you. You've been listening to the Thrivology Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at Thrivology.com or at ThrivologyMagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T-H-R-I-V-E-O-L-O-G-Y. It's your life. Time to live it.